When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, welcome to the Tag Republic podcast. The following episode is an audio recording from a live broadcast we did on our Facebook page. During the chat, you will hear questions from the audience and even shout outs we give to the people that attended. If you want to be a part of the live broadcast, please make sure you follow us on Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. Be with us. Be with us. All right. I think we are live. Let me just check here on on Facebook to see if we are good. Uh, for all of you that are joining us or watching the recap, thank you so much for being here. Welcome for uh, welcome to another episode of the Talk Republic. I am Carolina Gusek, your host, and today we have an amazing guest that I can't wait to introduce to all of you. But before I do that, I'm checking here on Facebook to see if we are live. I think we are. Uh, before I do that, I just want to give a huge shout out to all the photographers that have joined me on Patreon, uh, where I'm creating marketing, branding, and blogging tutorials for photographers. You can join at patreon.com forward slash the talk republic. And if you are watching this, invite your friends. You can do so by sharing this content. There is a share button somewhere on Facebook, or you can just tag your friends on the comments. I think that everybody in the industry is going to benefit from this chat with the amazing Igor Demba. Igor, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. <laughs> I am so excited to have you as a guest, and I am sorry for you guys that are joining us live. We said that we we're going to come live at 12, and it's been 20 minutes later because I had horrible technical difficulties. So thank you, everybody, for your patience, especially Igor. No, that's uh, all right. <laughs> so, Igor, how are you today? I am very well, thank you. It's awesome. uh, a nice sunny day in Peterborough, England. So yeah, it's been a good day. <laughs> nice. Uh, it is a very sunny day here in Miami also. So I feel bad for everybody that is listening to us and it's freezing right now <laughs> because it's snowing somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so Igor, what about you tell us a little bit about you and what do you do? Uh, so I am a destination wedding photographer I'm based in the UK in Cambridgeshire and specifically in Peterborough. It's probably uh, an hour by train or so, two hours by car from London. And yeah, absolutely love this job. And I'm married to Zion and we just had a baby girl. She's five months now. She's and so cute. <laughs> she is really cute. <laughs> when she's not screaming in the shops in the supermarket, <laughs> she is very cute. <laughs> but yeah, and I've been doing wedding photography for 
let's say probably for six, seven years now. And yeah, absolutely love it. I couldn't, I think I have the best job in the world in some way. So yeah. What did you do in your former life? And by former life, I mean before becoming a photographer. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So I was studying, it was literally straight from, in some way, straight from university, really. So I, I studied graphic design. And whilst I was studying graphic design, I encountered photography and I started taking my own photos just for graphic design work. And then a friend saw some of our photos, really enjoyed, um, really enjoyed that really and said, hey, um, would you photograph my wedding? And I said, yes, being a student, <laughs> took up on the opportunity straight away. Um, they paid me like 500 pounds, which at the, at the time seemed like amazing. Crazy money. <laughs> <laughs> especially as a student and and yeah uh, I shut my wedding then and then um, I got engaged to Zion and it was only then when I got engaged where I sort of started um, looking at wedding photographers and seeing that wedding photographers can can do things quite different really really even though I had shot that one wedding uh, I'd done nothing aside from that afterwards really so it took a good couple of years after that really so um whilst looking for wedding photographers that are really um encountered like amazing photographers on your side of the pond in the us which were doing amazing things and i thought with that one wedding i think i can chase a few a few <laughs> few couples really that i know <laughs> and see if they would want me as their photographer and i tried to in some way just do my own thing and yeah things snowballed from then really won a few awards a few years later and in some ways here we are <laughs> i love it so how many weddings do you photograph per year per year um it, it varies really but last it, it's quite consistent in, on the 30s um so last year was 32 the previous year 35 um so yeah it usually tends to be around on the 30s really so yeah at the moment um i'm on 22 and that's probably around 70 percent destinations and 30 percent in the uk so yeah. and by destinations what what are you going tell us um uh, around europe uh around europe um marrakesh marrakesh seems to love uh, love me in some ways and um, I was in Hong Kong a few weeks ago and I was really really cool and um, amazing couple there Linda Roman if you're watching hi <laughs> and yeah it, literally all over the place literally all over the place so yeah uh, we'll go to the US um, for the first time in in a few months really so it would be lovely to go as a family just visit and see everything oh, nice. here as well so, so yeah <laughs> what, are, what, are, what in the US are you coming um uh, we're going to Hawaii Ooh. and then New York so yeah nice. never been to the US so I'm really really looking forward to it as well so yeah I think you're gonna like it yeah there's something definitely. fun about the US <laughs> Definitely, definitely. A lot of things to buy that we don't need. So probably you're going to like that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. We really, really cannot wait. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, Igor, when I came across your work, uh, I love how 
it looks very natural. All the couples seem to be having a lot of fun. It seems to be kind of intimate in a beautiful way. I was like really, really drawn to your photos. And I was like, dang it, I need to ask questions to this guy. <laughs> so here we are. And I know this is a very loaded question, which probably we need more than one podcast to cover this topic. But yeah. How do you make your clients look so good and natural in your photos? How do we get there? <laughs> uh, it, it is very much a loaded question. It really is. But I, I think that in some ways it's, it's with the relationship and trust that you instill with your, with your couples, really. Um, most of the times, even um, on some of my first response to clients and um, what or when they ask specific questions on how my approach is and most of the times I do say that it is like hanging out with a really good friend that just happens to have really good camera skills uh, so I, I really invest my time in terms of finding out what they are about what makes them tick and and just people in general it's not just your clients but people in general i find that it's it's good it's a good skill to to be able to read people see when things are uncomfortable and awkward a little bit or when to quiet down when to really 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 listen and i think that as wedding photographers that's that's a really really big thing like you may be at a wedding and um yes you may be shooting things but you going to be constantly listening to things that are happening in the background you're hearing laughter and stuff like that so it's really important but again with the couples how to make them relax oh <laughs> it really is a good question um well we're talking about you're talking about reading you know learning how to read kind of like people energy situations do you consider yeah. that you are an extrovert or an introvert a bit of both really a bit of both i'm I'm happy to be by my own company. Like I'm really, really happy. Like I could spend days and days and days without seeing, um, without seeing anybody really. But at the same time, um, I find it that my character personally comes up when I'm with people. So I love people. So, so yeah, I love to find out about you. Love to look you in the eye and find out what you are about and what you do. So. So I find that, that that in some ways helps, but I think that as wedding photographers, you you gotta you gotta keep it real, really. You you gotta keep your character your character, uh, and that that will very much come across to to the couples. If you're introvert, stick to being introvert and asking the quiet questions. If it, it doesn't mean that if you're an introvert, suddenly you have to have a session where you. Whoo! Let's do it. No, it, it, it just simply won't work. And I find that, that the photographers that I know that in some ways that work are quite quiet, quite still, quite serene, and are the ones that in some ways can be that introverts. Obviously, that's not a rule for everyone, but it just shows that your character can very much come across your images. So, um, yeah, in, in terms of staying true to yourself, I would, I would say just hang out, hang out with your character and, and your couples will be drawn to that. That's the thing as well. Um, my mannerism is quite relaxed. Sit down, let's just chat. And um, even the sessions themselves or even throughout the wedding, yeah, throughout the wedding can be very much different. But um, sessions, especially when you get to really spend time with a client, it is very much relaxed. 
we are going on a conversation and if we, in some ways you've got to be able to not be afraid of the quiet moments. Most of the times I say to couples, couples too, if things are quiet, don't worry. It means that what I'm getting from you, it's really, really good. I'm really digging it. And you guys just keep giving me more of that. In some ways, that, that simple tip uh, just kills any sort of awkwardness because they know that um, they're not expected to, in some ways, whilst, whilst it's quiet, they, they know that they're not expected to need to be doing should i put my hand here do i need to be doing something no just stick as as you are because what we're getting from this is really really good and if i need to change up things we change up things so yeah i like that i think sometimes uh especially when you're when you're new to photographing couples or you're trying to change a little bit of your aesthetic we come with like a nervous energy to to yeah. shoot and that could instead of helping people relax, people can tell that you're a little bit nervous. So yeah, it's, a great, it's a great tip to just go in and take a moment, breathe, relax. You don't have to rush. You don't have to jump into photographing right away as soon as you get there. You just, you know, have a conversation. Ask them about Game of Thrones. That's it. <laughs> and this is, this, this is how, how our sessions in some, some ways go. You find, you find the likes, the dislikes of people and the things that you have in common. And just building bridges it so, is yeah. it's good it's also good as you said to ask questions uh i like the way photography is changing especially wedding photography i think that we're moving from just being vendors into becoming you know kind of like a relationship with friends we're finding out what makes you you know what what you like what you don't like and having those casual conversations help people relax and i think that's gonna be the bridge that you need to take to start taking photos you know of the couple yeah, totally. Uh, I 100% agree with that. And, and yeah, and that, that comes across as well. When, when you sort of like start, when you start out, you might not be entirely sure whether you're hitting home or not with your couples, but things change, things change. As, as you progress, you learn more and more. And, and I find that if you keep it true, keep it honest, as you were saying, if you bring that nervous energy to it you can say hey guys i'm a little bit nervous um i don't know about you and, and that might come as a, across as a joke or not but it's it's an ice break it's a way of connect again connecting with the couple to say yeah we're nervous too let's go through this together so yeah <laughs> i love that uh do you what what kind of tip could you share with all of us uh about i mean again we're talking about connecting with couples this is quite important obviously but do you recommend a start connecting with them prior to the session how do you approach this yes totally totally um in terms of i find that even even my brochure itself you you kind of like find out so much about me just by by reading that brochure so my first contact with the couple they they can see what i'm about they they know that i love music love guitars i love a good cocktail and um, i'm relaxed and it's you can find out so many 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 things really but at the same time um i find that so many times couples when they come to a session um, that sort of awkward feeling or fearful feeling of being photographed can very much come from not knowing what to expect from the photographer. Sure. So if you are able to very much break those expectations and let them know that it's not on them to bring whatever. Yes, 
Yes, uh, as photographers, we know that it's always great for your couple to have a good energy and everything else. But um, at the end of the day, it's your responsibility to sort of get great images. At the end of the day, we are professionals. So, um, I find that yes, breaking down those expectations, it's 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 a big thing. So you can do that by, as I said, with with the whole um, or. Um, what was the example that you used? I think it's really good. For example, let's say uh, what do you have on your website, the copy that you have on your website. A lot of people don't even have an about page. I think that that's something that you should have. And again, don't make it about kind of like just you. Make it about like things you like. What are you yeah. going to be a good photographer? Like you have Instagram stories. I think that's one of the things that I love about Instagram because you could be Sometimes I feel like Instagram is super curated, like our yeah. feed. And I think that Instagram stories, you could be super raw who you are because yeah. something that last 24 hours doesn't matter. And I think if you showcase your personality that way, uh, you're going to attract clients that, of course, like who you are, but also it's going to help them feel like they know you already. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And at, at the same time, um, when when you are breaking down those expectations in some way, as I said, yes, you are, we are professionals, but it's always good to have those sort of go to, go to not necessarily poses or anything like that, but go to things that would encourage your couple to just loosen up a little bit, really. So um, I, I do tend to advise my couples that, Hey, the only one I want connecting points. I want you guys holding hands, holding hips, holding whatever you want just grab each other <laughs> i want to see connection and usually most of the times the guys are like really up for it and <laughs> yeah true um if you love your lady yes go for it and at the same time um it just again just breaks things down a little bit um it helps to have let's say i don't know five poses or so in the back of your pocket that you know that you can always go to in case your mind goes blank or something like that because uh, that can be very easy as well and yeah that happens to me sometimes say so, so yeah and and I love to have perhaps um before a wedding some inspiration mood boards that I keep on my phone and it's very easy to do them on on Instagram as well so um with the with saving ability that you got now with it say so, so yeah there's there's many things that you can do in order to just quiet things down and relax your couples really and if you find that I don't know things are not working just take a break I don't know take a break really and yeah like just be like I'm gonna take a walk here for a minute (laughs) (laughs) I was like when I feel like I'm a stock in a session when I'm like either either I I don't know what to do like I got like a blank moment or perhaps the couple still feels a little bit stiff I just, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'm just checking my camera here for a minute, just updating some things here. Like, yeah. <laughs> it gives me a minute and it gives them a minute to, like, relax or something. That's I always it. joke. I send them an email and I'm like, listen, you know, if you want to bring cocktails to the session, who am I to judge? Bring those cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where I heard this, it was, but it was very, very recently. Um, I heard a photographer having... Um, not necessarily poses, but in some way poses on 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 the back of the camera. So literally, yes, you got your card formatted, but just introduce specific images that you are um, 
that you know that you can literally work within those poses and and just go back to that in case you get stuck or something like that. So, so you've always got a reference point to go back to breathe in, let's go again. There you go. You know, you should always, I always like, you should have at least five poses that you always do and then expand from those poses, like see where the client or the couple leads from, you know, those simple poses, poses which could be just like, Hold hands and look at each other. Hold her tight. I don't know. Those things could translate into something that is really, really beautiful that you yeah. weren't expecting. And, Let and me that, ask you. Oh, God. I was, I was going to say another thing that can just break barriers so, so well. And I've only done this a couple of times because it literally depends on the couple as well. You've got to be able to read the situation, whether the couple is quite arty or not. Um but um, just bring a playlist to oh yeah and and that can very much break break barriers down and and relax things as well and you're able to get shots that are a little bit more intimate and ask them for for favorite songs and, and things like that because music takes a very from master spectrums really but um anything that you can can do to to relate to your couple it's it's welcome really for for those sort of situations because it really breaks things down yeah get that spotify list people so it's good Definitely. another one <laughs> what happened um i'm sure we all have gone through this situation when we meet a couple and sometimes the guys are like more like dry i don't know if it happens to you for me as a woman photographer sometimes the guys are a little bit dry they're like i didn't want to do an engagement session i'm doing this for her so like the first 10 minutes could be like trying to break that ice, but it's like, oh my God, I'm going nowhere with this. Like, what kind of advice do you have for us if we encounter something like that? I know, I know what you mean. Because um, sometimes it can be very much the, the bride or the fiance uh, that, that, that brings, brings the guy come along. It'll be fun, it'll be fun, but he's just dragging his feet. Um, again, it just relates to people. Uh, be able to relate to people, even if it's like, um, so what are you guys into? What are you into? Football, your guys' case, soccer, whatever. Um, I'm not really that much into football or soccer, really, but even sometimes I have, like, um, <laughs> not deep conversations, but quite superficial conversations about football, really, just to try and relate, really. So, so yeah, and and then they find out that you just just normal, just normal guy. And, yeah, it's it's good to have... Um, sometimes um, specific questions for your couples and um, make make the guy um, act something or ask something to to the bride because that way um, it gives them something to do rather than just simply oh, okay I, I've just got to endure this but um, at the end of the day you got to make them feel like it is a collaboration rather than just simply uh, yeah I'm here and yeah let's get on with it. So, so yeah. I think a question that I always ask that I think is really important, uh, I ask them if they are okay with public display of affection. Because sometimes we think that, oh, it's a couple, and we're going to do an engagement session, they're going to be super comfortable kissing and hugging and, you know, getting all cozy-cozy in front of the camera, and perhaps they're not. So I always like to know this in advance, so I kind of have like a, like a game plan to see how I want to take the session and how it's going to happen. Oh, we lost Igor for a second. I'm sure he'll be back in a minute. So yes, guys, so that's what I do. I I like to have um, that 
This is so funny. This has never happened before. And this is the beauty of life. So I always like to ask them if they are comfortable uh, with public display of affection. And if they say no, then I have to figure it out a way that they're going to be okay taking photos and that it's going to still look beautiful without trying to go for the kissy photos or maybe, you know, things like that. Hey, you're back, Igor. Are we back? <laughs> you're back. I never left, so you're back. <laughs> I'm going to something. 50 something episodes, and this is the first time that it happened. So, yes! <laughs> I am breaking computers. Oh, oh no, Lord. I'm so sorry. Okay today. Listen, no problem. We're still having a good time. I was, I, I carried on with the conversation, you know, just like people on live TV do, because what else am I going to do? <laughs> just Carolina on her own. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, sure, this is what's happening. <laughs> but anyways, uh, if you guys, I know I ha we have some people live. So, guys, if you have questions, uh, please type your questions. I will get to them as the conversation progresses. But forward, don't, definitely. Yeah, don't wait till the end because then at the end, there's not fun at the end, you know? So, start writing now. So, yes, we're talking about do you ask your couples if they are okay with public display of affection or you assume? Say that again, sorry. Do you ask your couples if they are okay with public display of affection or you assume they're going to be okay with it? Uh, I very much assume, especially because um, they see already my work already online quite a lot. And at the same time, it's not necessarily an assumption. My, my contract specifically says that um, things will get shared Okay. Um, for for advertising and and things like that. So I find that, that if if a couple is not okay with that, um, some couple some photographers do it differently. Some photographers are okay. I never I've never actually had to charge or anything like that. Um, but some photographers charge for 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 the anonymity, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Because in some ways that's money that is not going into the pocket of the photographer by advertising or whatever else, finding new clients. But um, most of the times, um, yeah, it's it's not even mentioned really because um, I guess a um, couple see me online and then see things being posted and they, they expect it in some ways more than, that, more than the other way around. They actually expect images to show up online. I had an amazing session once and it was so funny because I show up, they had signed my contract, they have seen my work. So I came in, you know, assuming. And as I got to the session, she, the, the bride, she was like, oh, just by the way, like, I don't do any public display of affection. I was like, oh, okay, well, we won't do any kissing. She was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't even hold hands in public. <laughs> I was like, I started laughing so hard. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what kind of like professional headshots are we going to take today? Like, <laughs> and when, you know, like I warm up to the idea and like I joke so much and she knew my personality. So like by the end of the session, they were holding hands, which I thought it was a great accomplishment, but I thought it was interesting too. It's been the only couple in years, you know, in 10 years of photographing couples that has happened, but I thought it was interesting. And thank God I have like a light sense of humor. So uh, for me, it wasn't a big deal, but I thought it, for okay. a second, it, I was like, what? And I think that, Again, because personality and because we have things in common and we had, you know, we were chatting and we were having really a good time during the session. Mm -hmm. I didn't like I wasn't like, like, what are you talking about? Like, how, how is this possible? Like I she didn't <laughs> feel kind of like judge. She's like, OK, she gets me. We'll get there. But it was really interesting because I, it made me laugh so hard. And the groom was like, 
I know this is crazy, but it was very interesting um, session. And now it's on my blog. It's like one of the sessions that I promote because it's really cute, even though they never kiss. But it was it was cute. I guess, especially if you're doing it for a while, in some ways, you you are statistically probably bound to find that situation happen at some point. So. Yeah. So we have a question here for Abby. Let's see if I can pop this up here on the screen. She says, how do you go about getting close up to your couples during a shot? Whoops. And now the question, hold on, let me see here. Okay. How do you get closer to your couples? Well, I yeah, try to find yeah. the question. <laughs> uh, I find that um, most, most of the times in terms of just to create a good, good vibe and, and just a sense of comfort, really, um, I start sessions um, start, uh, by thermal rules, start sessions from afar um, and start wide. Um, so literally start from afar, 24 mil, and start moving in closer. And as I'm moving closer, sometimes my, my focal point moves closer as well So in terms of lenses. But um, in terms of those images are nice and intimate, I find that those images have uh, a time and place. And it very much is depending on how your session is going. And there's tricks to, to in some ways, fake the intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're still here. I think we lost you for a minute. When you sort of like in the middle, depending on the time that you have. And uh, I find that it's good to just ask your couple to get really nice and close. Almost as if you're kissing, but you're not kissing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're quite specific on that. And at the same time, just ask them to close their eyes. And and even before the session, I, I do let them know that I will be moving everything else. But it's nice and close, close their eyes. So that way, when you as a photographer get nice and close, it's not that awkward when you actually have someone like really, really close to you. But ask them to close their eyes and yeah. And it makes makes a total difference as well if if even that eyes are not closed by simply holding your camera in front of you rather than just having it right up close because it creates almost like some stalkerish sort of vibe going on. But um, if you actually hold your camera quite far away from your face, but still use live view wherever, um, just by doing that simple gesture, it just creates a little bit of space and allows them to just feel comfortable really. So that's one of the ways that I, I do it. So I do use live view quite often with my images and, and that really, really helps. So yeah, try it out. That's good. I always tell them also when, when we're getting like to those really, really close intimate images, um, mm -hmm. I tell them to keep breathing because sometimes people kind of like get stuck on the post and I'm like, that doesn't look natural. Keep breathing. And then they probably laugh and it makes like the image look a little bit better because like it's like that nice giggle. And I, I don't know, it, had, it has helped me a lot when I <laughs> tell my couples to continue breathing. Because again, that's you can even tell that on a photo when somebody's so stiff because they're like holding their yeah, breath. shoulders high. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not flat, neck. Mm. Exactly. We have another uh, another question here from Vanessa, and she asks, "What about when couples are completely different heights as far as posing?" That's that's a very tricky one. That's a very <laughs> tricky one. There's there's ways of doing it definitely. And I find that it's always good to start um, sat down. 
to literally sit him down, uh, find 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 a good good spot, and and in terms of photographing as well, most of the times I go first by um, by location, find somewhere. Not necessarily location. Location would be second, but light first, and then secondly location. Because even sometimes you can find a, a space that is really, really rubbish. You can have a bin, a rubbish bin right next door to you, but the light is absolutely amazing, and it might really work out. So yeah, find a good spot, and and perhaps just sitting down really, and that levels things out. But at the same time, it can. I I find it hard. I had I had a bride and groom where the bride was at least one foot taller than the groom. She wow. was not at one foot, that's too much, but at least six inches. She was like way yeah. taller than him. And yeah, a lot of sitting down photos for that wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so sitting down does help, but at the same time, you can you, you you can make it work by just simply propping things up or even getting the guy to if and and that's the thing you got to be be able to sort of have in mind whilst for you as a photographer it might be like really really weird to have a couple that's like a bride that's like really short and a groom that's really really high for them that might be like one of the quirks that they love the most about the relationship one of the things that the their friends always comments and they absolutely love. So you want to be able to not simply put a downer on that and bring it as a negative. And and then that, that goes for anything really that the couple might be conscious of really. Um, but um, a good thing to, to in some ways do, if your couple is totally cool with that, is to to get whoever's the tallest. In this case, it would be work a lot, a lot better for the groom to sort of just open his legs just go wide. It's almost like the power stance of a photographer. Okay. And, and you'll see that his his front will actually be quite relaxed, whereas and his head drops and drops and drops, if that makes sense. And I'm so, assuming he will be that, photographing from the waist up, so you don't get to see his legs. Exactly. exactly. Okay. No, you, you're not going to be able to <laughs> massive example <laughs> with, with scissors. <laughs> As an example, so no. <laughs> oh Lord! Well, I think it's always, as you said, it's always good to read the energy of the couple and read, you know, the energy that they have brought into the session, and that allows you to think what would be best. Sometimes I, I feel when I, when I, when I tell my couples to like embrace each other, and it feels a little bit awkward. Like I stop from and I'm like, just pretend that I'm not here and that you're at home. How would you embrace at home in private? Yeah. And then they're like, oh. And then, like, they readjust, and then it looks completely natural. So I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. So I, I tell my couple sometimes, like, pose yourself. Like, how do you do this at home? Yeah, definitely. If I see, definitely. like, what I'm trying to get, it looks stiff or something that is not comfortable to them. Yeah, yeah. And whilst, and that's the thing as photographers, you got to remember, really, that you're there. Whilst, whilst there might be things that might bother you, and, yes, as a professional, you might be able to tweak some certain things or, or hairs, on their face or fling it back or something like that. But at the same time, there might be things that they're actually comfortable themselves to set that go and let things happen because this momentum is going really, really well. So yeah, reading situations is massively important. 
It is. So um, you, you mentioned a little bit that you have sometimes a little bit of inspiration from other photographers before going into a shoot. This is something that I avoid, but I want to get your point on this. How yeah. do you avoid uh, getting like comparing yourself to others? Because I think that's a very thin line when you start like kind of like getting inspiration from other photographers. Yeah. How do you avoid that feeling? That's 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 a hard one because in some ways, <laughs> hands up, I, I compare, <laughs> I compare. Um, so I, I find that it's the, the the important point is that, and um, whilst you might be comparing, whilst you might be looking at others and everything else, um, it's very important to know where you are at, um, being comfortable in your own skin, which I'm more than happy to be, but at the same time whilst you're comparing, whilst you see something from another photographer, to be able to say that good for them and, and sort of stop, stop at that really, not just simply why is so-and-so, um, why is he getting those clients and why am I not getting those clients and why his clients are always looking so great? Why am I? Um, yeah, it's being able to sort of see things and very much be able to praise them. And, and think, how can I do that? How can I just break things down, really? So, um, but again, it's, it's very easy for us to just literally talk about it here. Things, those sort of things can literally happen within seconds in our brains, really. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's, yeah, I find that um, community of a competition is one of the things that I constantly, constantly remind myself. And, and I find myself... Uh, most of the times comparing myself to my to my good close friends because I know them very well and I know where where that work comes from and and I use it very much as as competition as yeah let's raise the bar even more um, because I, yeah I, I find myself being quite competitive really but at the same time you want to be able to to have that um, sense of which in some ways our, our wider photography industry lacks and at the same time thrives on that sense of community really. Um, Cause yeah. yeah, it's, and I find that, that people compare themselves a lot less when they have those, those people that they are able to grab shoulder by shoulder and, and go on the journey together rather than just simply feeling the like they're on their own. Cause that's, that's literally comparison in some ways. It's feeling like you're on your own and it's just me and everybody else is doing whatever else on Iceland. And um, yeah, and finding those people that you Yeah, very much. Awesome. I mean, that's good. It's good sometimes. And this is, I think, one of the, the things that I enjoy the most about having the Talk Republic. I mean, other than the chance that, you know, c connect people with like amazing photographers that are doing great is to find out that they're also vulnerable. Even if you're super successful and you, you know, photographs weddings all over the world and you have all this massive following is like, yeah, I, you know, suffer from like comparison sometimes and I get doubtful too. You know, it's it's good to communicate that to the whole community per se. So like people know that this is something that we all as humans deal with it. And it, it is just what it is. Everybody in different stages of success have to experience the same feelings. Yeah, and Let I find it as well. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we're losing you a little bit. 
Are you there? We're back. Hmm. Uh -huh. Okay, we're here. I think, yeah, I think the, the connection is a little bit, it's going bad. So uh, before we lose you, uh, what are you something that you are currently loving? Doesn't have to be photography related. Oh no. I think we lost Igor. Can you hear me? Oh guys, I think we lost Igor, uh, even though we can still see him, I don't think that he can hear us. So, are you still there, Igor? Nope. Alrighty, so I'm gonna thank all of you for joining us on this live broadcast. Are you there? Can you hear us? Alrighty, so I'm gonna thank all of you for being on this live broadcast. Unfortunately, we lost Igor, but I think that he shared with us some great content. Uh, hopefully the audio will be great for the podcast. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for joining us live. It was uh, great to have you here. And again, you can continue to listen to these conversations on the Talk Republic podcast. You can find us at thetalkrepublic.com or on iTunes. Igor is back. Igor, are you good? I'm good. Oh, All right, no. <laughs> well, let's, let's wrap this up before you uh, disappear again. So I just ask you, what are you currently loving? Doesn't have to be photography related. Sorry, I didn't quite catch the beginning of the of the question. What are you currently loving? Doesn't have to be photography related. Ooh, ooh that's a really good question. Um, at the moment, yeah, a lot of my time, especially when, whilst I'm editing, is being spent on YouTubers, <laughs> um, but not 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 for the sake of it. Uh, but yes, very very much YouTubers that are on wedding photo not about wedding photography, but very much about travel photography and fashion photography, and and just learning from different photographers and how they do things. So, um, you. you Yes, you get the big ones like, I don't know, Peter McKinnon and Casey Neistat, which I absolutely love. And they're, they're very much about video, but at the same time, so much about photography is incorporated into that. Um, so uh, I'm very much loving that. At the same time, at the moment, I'm, I'm reading quite a few books. Um, I'm reading This is Marketing by Seth Godin, which is mm -hmm. really, really, really good. Like anything by Seth is is usually his books are amazing. Yeah, and his blog is really good too. So exactly, it's absolutely amazing. So so yeah, um, anything of his stuff, I tend to I tend to really really love. And recently, probably I don't know three four months ago, I got into this app called Blinkist, which okay. um, which uh, condenses books. I love audiobooks, but this kind of like is audiobooks on steroids. It kind of like condenses books into like the main points so it's almost Ooh. like cheating but um and I've been loving just literally going through so so many books and and if I really really like what that they call it the blinks really but what the what that summary of the book is uh, I may go and 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 buy the actual audiobook or book itself really but blinkist it's 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 really really good it's a massive time saving in terms of like reading books that you might actually not get so much out of so yeah that's a good tip awesome so where could people find you Igor um uh, I find it um literally everywhere really so Igor Denver uh, so it's literally at Igor Denver uh, for Facebook for Instagram for Twitter 
and yeah, website eagledenver.com. So yeah, at eagledenver. <laughs> awesome. So people go follow Igor. Uh, once again, thank you so much for being a part of the Talk Republic. It was great information. I know we have a little bit of technical difficulties. So for all of you that are joining us live or that watch us live, thank you for sticking around with us, even though the internet was failing us. Uh, but thank you for being here. And Igor, you're amazing. I hope we get to see more of you around the Talk Republic. And guys, if you have never, uh, listen to Tech Republic before, this is the time to do so. Go listen to all the podcasts that we have, join the community. It is always a pleasure to have new photographers be a part of the group. Guys, thank you so much and ciao. I'll catch you very soon. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.